So good morning. Um, we're up to the third mimer, right? Hopefully you learned the third mimer. In Hamshachayim Beis, Shridi Karebbe says third mimer Nosei, Pshita Se'eres Da'atzilis. I'm sorry, my mistake. Be'yichon Sham Yisrael. Be'yichon Yisrael, Shridi Karebbe says, the Techen Ascholos Samaimer, Ba'atzilis, Gila Helem Ve'enarech. Okay, so we talked, touched upon it in the last mimer, or more than touched. He began the discussion, and what I'm going to do is what I did. I'll do the overview, and then talk about, basically, I'll try to go through the chapters of this third mimer, by Yechan Shom Yisrael, um, that established that Atzilus is a mamutza to Nelikus and Velt. Because Atzilus, on one hand, is a structure, that Silas of Esses Fetus, Edis Bekalim, which clearly is a divine structure. The whole Arichas of Edis and Kalim are not just uh, incidental, but every Eir fits its Kali. So that really tells you it's a full structure, literally, like the Odematachten, which was the whole discussion. Odematachten is also a full structure. When we say a structure, means there's Reish Guf Regal, and each one has a Vodim. And uh, each Eivet has its keiches, and each keiches fit perfectly. This is the structure of existence. And the structure is just as important as that which is beyond the structure. A lakus, on the other hand, we know is lamailim called sir. So where do these two meet? So Atzilus, like I put it, was the perfect world. It's the world exactly as the Eberster wants it to be. Quintessential uh, elam. Like Adam Elian. It's an etzir of Adam Elian. So it's true, it's not a lakuz bepshitis, meaning it's not shapeless and it's not uh, seamless. It has structure. Chachm is not binem, bin is not das, and das is not chesed, etc. On the other hand, this whole structure, you can call it a divine structure. So that's atzilis. And as he explained, that atzilis therefore allows us, the words we use, the very key words, is the whole purpose of atzilis is to, to know godliness and to have a hergish in a lakuz. Like he says, Okay, now once you establish what Atsilis is, now comes the bigger question. So, exactly where does Alakus meet? Well, because they're still opposites. They're still opposites. So is Atsilis uh, a nivra, which would make it enarech like yesh ma'ayin, or is Atsilis, as its name implies, Hatzola? Hatzola means it's only an imparting. Netzal. Netzal is not a nivra. So his answer is, and we have, sometimes it says like this, sometimes like that. Is it enarech telekus or is it be'erech telekus? So his answer was, the primary answer at this point is that it's Eris and Caleb. Atzilus is made up of two parts. Eiris uh, represent more the Mokir, because the Eiris main Hamoyer and Dovuk to the Moyer. So the Eiris represent basically the divine Shebezet, uh, and the uh, Kalim are the structural element. There's still Kalim of Atzilus, so the Eiris, which we'll learn a little later, I believe. I don't, know, not, I don't think in this moment, I think in the next. Did you really learn Eiris? This, oh yeah, right in page uh, and and the beginning of the second map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the title of the Alter Rebbe, and here we chayu with garmu echad. The chayu is elis and garmu is kelim. So it's true, the kelim are also keach agvul of the ebishter. No, the kelim of Atzilus are not hepechelikus, God forbid. But they are now the true structure. So you have, therefore, that's a mamutz, like we spoke about a, an interpreter, a translator. The elis essentially represent the the Kalim represent what the Ebrister wants in existence. And remember, anything in anything, just as a just to give a simple muscle to make it easier to understand. Let's say you have uh, you want to build a house, a uh, big structure. So you always need to have two parts to it. I mean, more than two, but at least two. One is that the architect or the person that who has had, who is wants to build a home has a vision. What kind of home does he want? Do you want it to be a, a mansion? Do you want it to be uh, for people, but for other purposes? So there's a vision what this home is supposed to be, the klolo sadir. Then there's the implementing it. The implementing it is very different than the vision. The implementing is it breaking it down in details. You want a living room? Okay, what do we need in the living room? What size? What bricks? Electricity, plumbing, and so on. So one, so when you build a building, you need both together because if you, get, if you lose sight of the vision, then the building is not going to be lefi the kavana of the of the of the person who's the person who wants the home the home to live in it. On the other hand, if you only have the vision and you don't have someone who knows how to bring it into action, it'll be a nice zuchnizdika vision, like an abstract thing, and it won't look at all like a practical home. So look, for example, the machlek and achlekus. Meishin tells Betzalel to build a mishkin, and he tells him first he starts off with pelling the kalim. The Odin, the Meneda, the Shulchan, etc. Mizbeach says with Bitzal to the to uh, to, uh, to Moshe, Lezad Derech Elam. This is not Minig Elam. You don't first build Kalim. First, you build the structure, and then you bring the furniture in. Who puts who build who builds furniture first? Where are you going to put it? So the question, of course, Niglas, the Medrashas, everyone asked the question: What was Moshe's Havamin? And Moshe agrees to him. He says, "You're right. That's why you're Bitzal. You're the architect. You know how to build." So what was Moshe thinking? So one of the answers is that Meisha was the Isha Lekim. His Indian is also the Midrash V'shechanti B'seichem. V'shechanti B'seichem is in the Arun, according to the Ramban, according to the Mizbeach, according to the... the I mean, they're the Kalim, we're the main Kavona. If you have a Mishkin without Kalim, you don't have a Vedas HaMikdash. So Meisha is talking about the vision, the big picture. Betzal is talking about the details. So in a way, it's the same idea. So in Atzilus, the vision of Atzilus is the Eris. They, they carry the message, so to speak, from the Ebesh to what he wants. The Kavonis Hadover. What is the Kalim is the actual implementation. Because Eris, without Kalim, you don't have Chochmah bin Adas. You'll have Eris, even according to the Shita, later we'll, you'll learn about the Eris Pshutim. It's also, even if even the Eris Pshutim, the, the, sorry, even Eris Pshutim also need Kalim to bring it out. It would be like saying you only have energy. It would be like having Kreches Hanefesh without Aguf. What would be helpful if a person had kaya and God forbid didn't have an eye? So the kaya would be there. The in Indian it would be there, but it wouldn't it would you wouldn't see. So Bikitsar Atsilis is that type of entity. So in this Maim of Sham, he continues and speaks about a Pianali start, the Masha Atsilis of Bainakhilin. So this Maim talks more about Ichis about these two sides to it. The Inareikh of the Kalim. And explains at length what this Einarech is. Now, did you guys were able to figure out the marshal that he brings at the bottom of, well, some pages are different. 
in Pedic Tess, he brings the, the marshal from Itzchayim. Was it clear? If not, I'll explain it a bit because it's a little. Uh, huh? Yeah, so let me explain that. So, but first, the overall, before I go to that, uh, let's go to overall. So, this, this mimer really is uh, focuses mostly on the Kalim, except the last Pedic, which is really to explain more how the Kalim are both, because on one hand, the Kalim are also Lukus. So, what do you mean they're in Arech? So, this mimer talks a lot more about how these Kalim become uh, a Mitzis, that is like in Arech. And even though, of course, the creations of the Ebishter. But since they, then them is nikir is not nikir the dveikus talakus, so that's why what, what means einarech? They're not einarech mitzad eibush. They're einarech mitzad them. So the einarech is what he analyzes a lot in this manner. The last pedic he says calls el pchinas akelim. Avla edus are gilia hella. It won't be till the next moment where he's going to start talking about the edus, about the edus themselves. Are they really gilia hella or not? So look, we're focusing obviously on this moment now. So. Um, so there's a few examples he gives. I'm just looking at it quickly. Um, yeah. Is this the first time you hear about the Rishimu in this Mimer? Didn't mention the Rishimu earlier, right? Okay. So let me first explain a bit what he says. Close, and then I'll go through this, this Moshul, which is actually from the Alta Rebbe's Moshul, not the Rebbe Rashab's. And oh yeah, of course he talks here about that the shimulei nogabem at simsim. Yeah, in the pedik yiralf. So let me explain the difference. So uh, the Rebbe, just a practical uh, way of maybe explaining it, the Rebbe brings a lot about shmini atzeres, the moshel from the medrash Rashi brings that after six, seven days together, the melech has a suda every day and the sameach with his. Uh, with his uh, daughter or with his children, different mashalim. So now comes the last day of the Yom Tif, So he says, because now you're going to go off after Tishrei, which was like you were in B'Shar HaMelech, you're going to go off to your life, the Medina Recheka, which is a muscle for the winter months that come after Tishrei. So Tishrei has all the Giluim, and then you're going to go off. Koshalai Pridaschem. And it's difficult for me, Pridaschem, your separation. So therefore, boy yachad, let's have one final meal. And it's galgal yachad. this brings from Zayar. That we'll have one meal for us. So the shivim part in that we're through sukkahs is connected to And here, this is not parechot. Shminat said, yem echot. So the Rebbe asked the question, what's the Pridaschem? Just say, koshalai pridoseinu. Difficult. We're separating, not you're separating. A very common question that Rebbe would ask in the Yechidus and the Fabringans, usually that kufa. So the Rebbe answers, Pashtats, obviously. There's no pridim inside the Ebishter. The Ebishter is close to us all year round. Nothing changes. It's from our perspective, basically, in language of Chsidus, in Giluyim, there are times when we feel more, Dir Shashem B'Motzi, Karua B'Yesi Karuv. Says Simei the Ebishter is closer to us, or we're closer to him. So, of course, the answer is we're closer to him. It's more bigili. There's less simsumim. Let's put it this way, less filters. So, the, so it's kirav hamoyer alanitzutz in the language of, of chassidus. Pridaschem, because you are now going into a place where you're going to feel less of me, so to speak. 
Less elokus. Like what Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, Perik Lamed Vav. What means Tachtenim? He says not Tachtenim. There's no Mokim. Did it be Tachtenim? He says Tachten begile Eden Sof Baruch Hu. Meaning the Hell and the Hester. It's the lowest, the most Hell and the Hester until it becomes Cheshech Kafel Mechupel. At Shemali Klipes Besitra Achre. At Shemrim Maniva Avsi Eight. It gives a whole picture. In other words, in the higher elements. There's more gili. The, the elements feel more alukus. The lower worlds, we don't feel it. We don't feel alukus in this world unless we work at it through Aveda and so on. And even then, it's it's a challenge. So the difference between Edis and Kalim, you can say something like that: that uh, the Kalim are still the Nivraim of the Eibushter. Someone say a question: Kalim are less nivra, less uh, less creations of God than Eid? No, the way they come from. And I'll take it even a step further. You know, we use the word kalim very often. And usually, Eid and kalim means like wine in a kos, right? We know there's no kalim gashmim in Atzilus. So what does the word kalim mean? So you have to say it's also Eid. It's also a gili elikos. The only difference is one is the kavana is to be megala, and the other is the one is to be makabal. Or to put it in different aces, one's union is to, as I said, to convey the Ebrister's instructions, the Eid, and one is to convey the Ebrister's kavana. So, uh, so, so the kalim, if when we say, for example, that Eris is a dveikus nikeris, does you use that expression in the Maimer? I don't think so. But it's something my mother me brings, the Rebbe brings it very often, that Eris dovuk b'mkeire, mean a dveikus nikeris. Kalim are dovuk, but a dveikus built in nikeris. It's exactly like pridaschem and pridasenu. There's no, beside the Eberster, it's all, if you look Mamaila Lamato, it's basically two amshachas from Elokos. One amshach is to be megala, one amshach is to be makabal, one amshach is to convey the kavonas abriya, and the other is the actual product. Like I said with the building, vishachanti besechem is the kavona, and then there's the product is the actual keli. So really keli is sachakal, really the tziur, that the Ebrister wants the world to be created in. So the eir is not so much the tziur, the eir is what's the kavona in that. So we talk about chokhmah, eir ha-chokhmah, kleya chokhmah. So what's the Eir Chochmah is, is conveying what is the spirit of Chochmah? To use another example, which is going to lead us to the example he brings down below on the, on the page test. When you have letters on a page, you write a book, you write a safer. Here, right here, we're learning letters here. The letters are the Kalim. The message is the Eir. If you wrote and sat down and wrote words that didn't make any sense, you'd have Kalim, but you wouldn't have any Eiris. But obviously, it works the other way around. First, you have an, an idea. Now you have to find Asis for it, whether it's Asis Hadibur or Asis HaMaisa, Asis HaKsiva. So essentially it's the same thing. So when you're learning it, you're going backwards. You're going back. The writer started with Eir and then created Kalim for it, which is the Asis, the Rebbe Rashab in this case. The, 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 the Talmud looks at the letters and you figure out what's the Eir in it. You read it, you read it once, twice, three times. What's the message? And to the point, as a matter of fact, which is not really relevant here, but just making the point, just to show the ardus of it, when you read it many times enough, at some point, you've ever been absorbed, I don't know if you've done it with Ayachsidis, but Lahavl uh, and other books, people can be absorbed in a book. You don't even realize you're turning pages. You don't even realize you're reading letters. You get so consumed with it, you could even cry and experience it. And then someone says, what are you, you're just reading pages. So I didn't even realize I'm turning pages. Why? Because the writer was so good that the Eris and Kalim are so seamless, literally like in the Shama Beguf. Right now, for example, are you, uh, do you, unless Chaz Rosholim, someone says, what does health feel like? Health doesn't feel like anything. If I asked you, what is your left leg doing right now? 
Until I asked you, you didn't even know. You didn't think about it. There's no effort for you to, for your, the, the ayin, the clay ayin, to be a, a keli, to the air, ha'ariya, doesn't take any effort. Why? Because the air and keli are so connected, you can't see the difference between the two. Like neshama and goof. We don't feel we have a neshama here. You know, like, let's say electricity and, and a light bulb. So once they become one, you don't really even know which is which. When you break it down, you obviously realize, here's the bulb and here's the electricity. Mom is the same thing here, except obviously it's in Ruchnis. So in that context, in that context, the keli, when we say the keli sholei be'erech, enarech, that the enarech is not enarech misad alakus. From the Abish, it's just two different ways. It's like saying, are the letters more distant from the author of the book, of the Sefer, than the, than the message? No. It's, it's a dover zar in the sense that he's using letters, but they, they're one. But from the point of view of the Makabal, it's a big difference. If we only had Eir and not Asius and Okalim, you would never be able to, um, to understand what's being said. So that's why he begins right away. If you look in the beginning of Pedic Tess, he gives the Moshal, he gives the, the, the difference between and the Kav, which is Gili. Because the root of, of uh, this, what I just said now, Eris and Kel Matzilis is basically all the way Lamaila. It's the Kayach Ablikvul of the Ebrister. Rather, I should say Kayach Gilui and Kayach Helam. After the Tzimtzum, it's a difference in the Kav and the Rishimu. So let me just elaborate a bit on that. So the Kav and the Rishimu, like, well, I should say this first. All the levels you're going to learn through, Gansay Dishtashlis, they all are Nishtashlis from higher levels. Like, you know, why doesn't you just say the Ebrister's Kayach Gilui and Kayach Helam? And from that comes Kalim of Atsilis, Eris and Kalim of Atsilis. Because as I mentioned a number of times, and it's a thing that has to be repeated every time, and it wasn't told enough to us in Yeshiva, all this is because the Abishta wants us to have an understanding of how he did it. And nothing jumps. It would be like saying, why can the Abishta make that a child be born? Well, you need nine months of pregnancy. Abishta wants a husband and wife to have a child. Have a child in one second, like Adam and Chava, and they're adults. What do you need the whole process? Nine months of pregnancy and then a baby and all the tzadgidl bonim and they have to grow until they become an adult and they're ready to be independent and build their own family. So the reason is, the pastor's the reason is, Abishtha could have, of course, done it differently because he wa- created a world as Beseder V'Hadrog. Now you can ask a question, why did he create a world as Beseder V'Hadrog? There we finally have to say at some point that that it should be in this Seder V'Hadrog. But for us, it would be inconceivable if someone told you now that I, I went and wrote a safer and you said, how long did it take you? I, said, I sat down with a pen and I had a 500-page book. You said, it's impossible because it doesn't work in this world that way. You plant a seed in the ground and it takes time. You water it and then it grows into a plant and then into a small little uh, shrub and then it grows into a tree. So the Shadish Shtaus is exactly that. Think of it as simply, simply a process of how the Ebishta made it in a Seichel Dika way how something comes from a complete level of, uh, let's call it, tafshata, pshittis, of elikos, into a structured world like ours. No different than a child. And every stage of the way, you can actually compare to, by the way, to, uh, to a ibur. Every stage, it develops. Like, for example, when you say akudim is eser eris and one keli. What do you think a, a fetus is like as soon as the moment of conception? It's one cell that has concentrated in it all the keiches and everything that this child will develop in. You know how big that cell is? It's, this, it's, it's, it's smaller than a, a, a hair, a, a, a strand of hair. That's how small it is at the moment of conception. That's how tiny. But in that little nakuda, 
will become everything that you and I are right now is all there concentrated in an akuda like that. Adam is exactly the same way. Then after the tzimtzum comes a kav, and it's nukuda. Then comes a, the nukuda starts spreading out. So you have eser eris in one keli, and you have eser eris in ten kelim. Then you have atzilus tikkun, where it all comes in a harmon, harmonic and a balanced way. So when you talk about any of these levels, you have to always like associate. So when you say, for example, in the shedish shedish advarim, which he hasn't spoken about, it will be spoken about soon. That's why I'm elaborating. You're going to hear about eses fides agnuzis. Eses fides agnuzis, according to Chassidus is Lufinat Tzimtzum. And from that, you're going to go all the way to Eir HaBligvul and Eir HaGvul. So if you want to know in the Shedish, Shedish Advarim, Lufinat Tzimtzum, where Eris and Kalim come from, it's ultimately going to be from the Eir HaGili and Eir HaNelam. Or even higher, Eir HaBligvul and Eir HaGvul. And even higher, Kei Lahayir and Kei Chishalei Lahayir. To the point that Chassidus goes all the way to Yechelis Ha'atzmos, Yechelis of the Ebeshtet. To, to, to emanate and the not to emanate. This will be the shadish of Eris and Kalim in the highest level. But I could right now describe at least 10 levels until it gets to Atsilis. That, as I just said, would be the Etzim Eir, Mispashta Se'er, Keich Eir La'atzmei, Eir Luzulosei, Shaykh Elam, it's all if not Tzimtzum. Then the Tzimtzum is Keich Ehelam. That leaves at a Shima, which I'm going to explain in a moment. And then comes a Kav, that's a Keich Hagilui. And that's where you go now. Slowly, there's no, still no Eris and Kalim. The first Kali, Siddhis says, is usually not even an Ak. It's an Akudim. Are you, are you familiar with the whole Seder uh, Hashtashlis, how it goes? Like what comes where? Like, I'm just asking. Sometimes people have, don't even know the map. But, uh, but the, you know, it's not a physical map, obviously. But Akapan, Kalim usually emerge in Akudim which is a level lower than Ak in general. Sometimes Ak and Akudim are considered the same, but it's usually a level lower. Then comes Toyu, which is sometimes called Nekudim. Nekudim, Nekudim, Vrudim. And uh, what's Toyu? Toyu, now you have 10 Kalim and 10 Eris, but they're not compatible. The Kalim are too small and the Eris are too intense. So Shvidas HaKalim. In Tikkun, you finally have the balance. And that's where we talk Eris with Kalim, which generally mean Atsilus. Because that's the perfect picture, as I said before, it's the perfect structure. It's exactly the right balance between the Edis and the Kalim. So there'll be a big theme later in Ayin Bay, especially in the well, in the end of Volume One in this uh, the earlier edition. Okay, so with that said, let me go back now to the Rishimu. So essentially, everything has its roots, and right now he's talking Kav and Rishimu. So the Kav. So let's uh, use the famous marshal. The Alter Rebbe gives a marshal for this whole thing, and it'll help understand the Gansa picture. The marshal is of Arav and Talmud. I should say this because people don't realize, before the Alter Rebbe, Simpson was a, a doctrine from the Rizal, say that Simpson, Simpson Chidush the Rizal, even though it's based on Zehar, but the, Alter, the, Rebbe, the, the Rizal really was Megala, the concept, but he never gave a marshal for it. So Simpson was a concept that Mukobolim understood because they understood, just like Tanoim understood the, the whole Gemara from the Mishnah. So they understood it. But it's the Alter Rebbe that gave the famous marshal in Chaim, and other places, the Talmud and the, the Rav and the Talmud. So think of a Rav who's a brilliant, brilliant teacher. And he's infinitely beyond any student. So how does he get his infinite brilliance into ways that the student can understand. 
So if it was Be'erech, teacher students, so the teacher concentrates and comes up with a, he gives a shir, or explains an Indian, you know, in a limited way, so the student can receive it. But what happens if they're infinitely distant, hypothetically? I know by Bnei Adam, there's no such thing as infinitely distant, but an Indian, conceptually. So he has to do something radical, because he has to get from an infinite state of brilliance to a finite student. And how do you do that? So the Tzimtzum Adishim resolves that issue, among other issues. It basically is a paradigm shift, what they call, a radical leap, that the, the, the teacher completely silence, gets silent, completely stops being mashpia, because he has to go into a new state, be able to relate to a student that's so different from, than he is. So he completely goes into concealment. From the student's point of view, it looks like it's darkness. It looks quiet. Like I said, Pudas Chem. It looks like there's no Gili, there's no Hemshach. But from the, from the teacher's point of view, Adarab, he's preparing himself but it doesn't remain with the symptom. The symptom is only to create a um, the leap. Now comes the gili. But the gili can't come the way it was before the symptom because if it did, it would overwhelm the student again. So it comes a kav. A kav is a ray. Literally, a kav chut is the words that, that, that Rizal uses. A kav means a line. A chut means a thread. A very thin, thin ray of light. But Namoshal makes it very clear. The stream of consciousness or the stream of knowledge that the student is now receiving from the teacher. Let's start from Aleph Beis. You're in kindergarten. They teach you Aleph Beis Gimel. You know the teacher, one day you'll realize the teacher knows a lot more than Aleph Beis Gimel. But the student doesn't know how to read yet. So you have to start somewhere. You have to start with Asius. So Asius will become words. Words will become sentences and paragraphs until they become nascent topics. But until that point, the kav, essentially what it does is exactly that. It's a, it's a line. A line is milo mato, there's structure, and there's steps. Higher up on the kav would be closer to the mokas, so it's more intense. And the kav begins to be nimshech kav, nimshech misagel, and it continues on and creates seydish Another way sometimes it's explained, the chut is like a thread. Just like when you sew, let's say, a, a sweater. You don't begin a whole sweater. You begin with one thread, and that thread develops and builds the whole structure. So kav essentially, after the symptom is, is the force of gilui. All giluim will go through the kav. Now, obviously, it gets more complicated because the kav will also carry the igulim of bligvul and makifim, but that we'll get to later. That's not now. Right now, the kav is the samshach. So where does the shimu come into play here? So the shimu that Al-Tareba brings is not brought in Eitz Chaim, is brought in others for him from the Arizal, from uh, different Kubalim. So the Shima literally means a, uh, a trace. A Rishima. A Rishima. There's different Mishalim and Chsidis and Rishima. The most, uh, one of the common examples for Rishima is that when you write something on a tablet or on a piece of paper and then you erase it, something still remains, some trace, some uh, residue, if you wish, remains from the original. Um, what you wrote. You can't completely erase it. The Rishima's role is that even the symptom, even before the Kav appears, and again, we're always talking conceptually here. We're not talking in uh, time. We're talking in conceptual time. Because right now, it's, all of this is happening every moment. <coughs> the Eden Sof Lifnat Simpson is here, the symptom, the Kav, the Rishima, the Kav, etc. It's an ongoing process. But in Indian, it's, it's Dargis. So the Rishima is essentially solving another issue. 
<coughs> the Shimul is saying that even though there's a complete Simpson, if it was complete, complete hell and the Hester, it would be very difficult to understand how we can ever relate to the Eir Lifniat Simpson. Because as much as the Kav is Megala, but it came after a Hefzik of a Simpson. The Shimul, on the other hand, is a trace of what was there before the Simpson. So Chassidus elaborates, and here he talks about it in the Pedicure Aleph, more at length, where he talks about, about the Reshim. He says, he speaks about the Reshim, he says, um, He says, so that's fine. But as Bederich Diluk with Simpson commercial has Cyrus. So you see here how the Rebbe Rashab goes back and forth and explains that on one hand the Kav is a Gili, but it's still through a Hefzik. Then what I want to skip to is a few lines later, then he says, Gili a hell. Then he suddenly says in the parentheses, this is what I wanted to elaborate. This is what I'm elaborating upon. And I'm going to go back, back and forth a bit. What is he saying here? So this is a big chiddush that comes from the Reb Marash. I don't know if you're aware. The Reb Marash wrote in a mimer. I actually have it second here. May, you may have it on the footnote, right? The Marash, yeah. and Sefer Mem, right? I, I wrote it myself. I know because I know it. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I know that. I know that. When I learned it the first time, I didn't have the Marmakach. Actually, I helped them with Marmakachs because I was, I marked up my own Ayin Beis with all the Makedas as much as I was able to find. So what's the Chiddush there? So the it's the Reb Marash writes in the Maimer that no one ever wrote that before. The Kapister, right, the Moganovis, who was a uh, nephew of the Reb Marash, or the Reb Marash, after the Semach Sadiqs, so the different brothers, all these became their own Rebbe. So the Maril was the son of Semach Sadiq, but he passed away within a year, I believe, in the Semach Sadiq. So his son is uh, called the Kapister. His name was... Um, not his name, to be honest. It was a Kapister or a Moganovis. So he attacked the Reb Marash. Attacked. He wrote a very, he said very, and he wrote very sharp. The Reb Marash is Hepachachsidis and everything. So there's a whole uh, correspondence between the Kapister and Rivlin, I think, one of the Chassidim, who wrote and defended the Reb Marash back and forth, back and forth. But obviously we go with the Reb Marash's approach, and the Chiddush is, and that's why it's so vital. And he brings it right here in early in Ayin Beis, that on one hand, the Rishima has something the Kav doesn't have. And this is based on Teir Eir Neach. In Teir Eir, he hints to it, but it's not 100% clear. The words Le Nogabam Tzimtzum means because the Kav Nogabaya Tzimtzum. That's for sure. It wouldn't be a Kav. I mentioned before, this, the teacher conceals his whole brilliance, his intelligence, and then comes the Kav. So the then is a Hefzik. So as much as the Kav is rooted in Lifniat Simpson, but there is a stop. There was a pause. And that pause changes everything. The Rishimu, there's no pause, because the Rishimu is just, it remains, that's why it's called Rishimu. So the Rishimu me'edein sof Lifniat Simpson. Chassidus will explain, and we'll learn a little later, maybe even here, that is the Kayach Hagvul Shebe'ein Sof. 
In other words, the Abishta Lifnat Simpson also has a Kayakhagvul where he's Mitsayir in his own so-called mind, what the structure will be like, which will be called Esesphiris Agnusus. Then comes the Simpson, it conceals everything, but as much as it conceals, it still leaves some trace, something remains that will later become the root of the Kalim. So you can't call it Kalim yet, but you can definitely call it something's there. But it's Behelam. The Kav will, will uh, free it, so to speak, will open it up. You ever see, uh, just give a childish example, you know those like uh, invisible inks? You write something, it's invisible, and then you pour something on it, and it suddenly appears. That's exactly the, the same idea. The Rishimu has the Kayacha Agvul there, remains from before the Tzimtzum. However, it's not the Goli. The Kav will be Megalit. So basically, therefore, the Rishimu, the Sherish Akalim, has something the Eres doesn't have because it was never affected by the tzimtzum. So I know it sounds like a paradox. The kalim, which I just discussed at length, is built in the keres, has something that's more connected to lifnat tzimtzum than the kav, but it's behelam, that's the key vartir. So, so, so the richus is very important here because, like he says, So so essentially, the Eberstedt envisioned, going back to the Moshe I was saying, the teacher envisions what he's going to say to the student. He envisions not just the Eir, the message, but also the Kalim, what the Tzir will look like, the Tzir of Chochmah, Bina, and so on. Now, the Tzimtzum comes, it conceals it all, but the, but the Aseus that he envisioned are still there. They just don't have the Eir in them. And the Kav will reveal the Eir, and then you'll have both Eir and the Keli and so on. Did you ever hear the the Rebbe's uh, the Sikh of the Rebbe or the Chiddush of the Rebbe in the Shana Yuchid at the end of Pedic Dalit? It's negated to this a bit. So the Rebbe there in the Chatzir Rebua that Alta Rebbe adds, but Simpson Nikri Kalim. You familiar with the Rebbe's Sikh and Mishpatim Chavzayin on this? Um, okay, some of you are, some of you not. Fine. I'm not going to go through all that now because it's time wise and it's, it just touches on this. Sometimes in Chsidis, um, Tzimtzum and Shima go hand in hand. Even though it's two different things, Tzimtzum is concealment and the Shima is the trace. But the Rebbe there explains why is the Alta Rebbe at Tzimtzum Nikra Kalim? Tzimtzum is not Nikra Kalim. Tzimtzum makes room for Kalim. Tzimtzum is hell. It says, So why is it called Nikra Kalim? And the Rebbe goes into all Arichas, explaining because the Tzimtzum can't just be a negative, it has to be a positive. But because this thing, what we call Nikri Kalim in Shaykh Ramun is the Shimu, even though it doesn't say those words in, in Tanya in Shaykh Ramuna. Okay. So, so what do we have from all this? I'm just looking here. At the end of the parentheses, by me it's top of page Yudches, but by you at the end of the Mimer, he says. He's metavich and says as well. Now, what it says now, go it's You see the Adam Ayoshinu Madreig Shalei Gbiya Bayat Simtzum. So Ebezei Lachet. It's the last sif. So he says that some places it says the kav comes from a place. So Lachet Gbiya Bayat Simtzum. So how does that stem? So he says, Yeshlem Primis Akav. This is going to be a very also another fundamental theme. In other words, the Kav itself has two sides to it. 
One is a primi sakav, one is chetseni sakav, which tells you that, uh, that even when the teacher is being mashpia the, the, to the Talmud, so the primis, the chetsenis of the kav came after a hefzik of the tzimtzum. But within the olive base that he's teaching also lies the depth. That's why it says, uh, What does that mean? Even though you don't meet your teacher 40 years later, but embedded in whatever you learned 40 years ago is all that you will need and you'll be nizgalah. So in other words, even in the chetsenis kav, there's still the primis kav, except you don't know it yet. So bottom line is, the more you read this, the more you realize how the Rebbe Rashab is working hard to show how the interface, the mamutza between Alakus and Velt, is everywhere possible. Because if you say the Kav doesn't have, if it's Nogabat Simpson, so then comes something is missing. We don't have the Gili Lifnat Simpson, except through the Kalim. So he's explaining, even the Eir has it, but it's the premise of the Eir. Now this can get quite confusing and complicated, but prepare yourself, there's going to be a lot of this through Ayin Beis. Now, the Rebbe Rashab is going to constantly show that even though one darga is Shalei Be'erich, that same darga also has something that's Be'erich. So even though the Kalim are Shalei Be'erich, he's going to explain the Kalim also have something that are Deme Le'elian, like he says here, Le'en Then the other way around, even though Elikus, the Gili, is Gili Elikus, it still has something in it that's going to remind you of existence. Because the deeper you can show that in the, in the mamutza, it's not just one mamutza that connects it to. Each part of the mamutza is the scalulus of the other part of the mamutza. And this goes on and on. I, I mean, it's, it's so many levels that it's even hard to uh, describe them all. But this is going to be, you'll see this is a constant pattern that you'll only find in Ayin Beis. You're not going to find it anywhere else because no other, every other Maimer talks, as I mentioned, only one piece of the puzzle. It's only Ayin Beis, the, the Rebbe Rashad brings everything together and when he does, he keeps going back and forth. You'll see. He'll say, Kesed is Kesed Ainsof. On one hand, yeah. On one hand, not. And then he'll say, the part that is Ainsof also has a part that is not Ainsof. The part that's not Ainsof also has Ainsof. So essentially, Navedis Adam, it means that even when you're doing like a classic word, you say, So what's is your Tzir, your Lev, your Nefesh. What's so meidecha means meid. It's like your bligvul within you, or with all your might, which means going beyond the regular meid. Now, Chassidus says meid cha. Your meid and my meid are not the same. If you learn a hundred prokim, uh, uh, you re- review your Mishnah a hundred times, like they did this manashas. It's not meid. Meid is hundred and one. What happens if you only learn five times the, the Gemara or the, the whatever you're learning? So your ma'id is six times. If a person gets dhaka, let's say, uh, whatever they give, and they give Esa. So ma'id is relative. So how could you call a bligvul? The answer is because every one of us has a bligvul within our gvul, so to speak. When you go, uh, what he speaks in Perik Tazvav and Tanya, is no one's asking you to be somebody else. You have to go out of your hagbal, out of your tzir. So you see right there that bligvul and gvul themselves are very much the fierach. So you say, one second, isn't bligvul just a set Bligvul, and this is Gvul. It's not that simple. Because the Abishta embedded Bligvul into Gvul and Gvul into Bligvul. And you're going to see this consistently in the themes of uh, Ayin Beis again and again. I'm just pointing out something. The only thing I didn't cover was this was this about the Asis. And it could, yeah, it's, it's, it's a muscle from the Alter Rebbe. And um, I don't know what the time is right now. Let's see if we have the time. Um, You probably have it in your footnotes, and you should have it in the Maimon Kim. The Moshal comes 
from my uh, Mori Admura Zohar. Let me see what do I have written here. Yeah, once in a while, I'm looking at the wrong page, sorry. Yeah, Salah Klozner Deshkov Beis, and say for my morning Tafri Samachay? Is it that? Okay. Yeah. Because of time, if, maybe maybe I'll just touch upon it next time we learn. Well, next week there's no right Hanukkah, you know. Back on Thursday. So Wednesday, so Tuesday there's not too anything. There's no afternoon Seder because But Thursday starts again. So Thursday morning will there be? Yeah. Okay, so next Thursday I'll, I'll try to cover that. We're also going to talk about the points out. Um, I guess maybe later on about the last month of the main base. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we'll have time because this whole this whole piece yeah. it'll fit best there. Yeah, I will talk about that. Okay, so we did cover more or less my myth. Anybody has any questions? Um, yeah. So what's the part of the Kaila now? Kim Kaila Bol, right? So in what way are they being What are they? Being well, that's why I said I think I think the word magbil. Look at it this way: it's like the Ebrus is obviously beyond blikvul angvul. You know, because he's beyond both. And if you don't say that, you magbil him. But what does that mean, really? The pastus al pisechel if 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 atmos, which is beyond blikvul angvul. Not see it at all. And nothing defines him. But the Pasha Pisechel, if Elokus would be mispashed, would be most logical be mispashed forever. Because the Abish is Shlemus of everything. And Shlemus means there's no stop to anything. But then we're told the Abish wants to. Let's say he wants to stop. Not because he has to. In Samagvov, he says the word Hagbola Atzmis. Not because you have to. We have Hagbola. We're but Etzimbukbo. You can't jump up 50 feet in the air. You can't go five days without, uh, eat, uh, you know, a week without eating or drinking. But let's say you could. The Indian, you could do anything you want, but you choose to be mad with yourself. So it's not really a gvul. It's the big gvul chose to be now, right now. I'm, I'm choosing to, to be to be right? So the truth is, and we'll learn it later in Ayin Beis, um, that the gvul of the just choosing one option right now. And the whole bligvul is manifest there. Think of an artist. I'm going to use this moshal a lot. An artist that can be mitzayed infinite amount of art. But then he chooses, I'm going to make one piece of art. We'll call it the S's spheres. That doesn't mean he couldn't make 20 spheres. It doesn't mean he can make spheres, spheres saying cats. Or he can even create things that are not spheres altogether. But he chooses, I want this. Why he chooses, another discussion now. So do you call this a gvul or do you call it a bligvul that looks like a gvul? Like we don't say it's a real. It's, he chooses. That's what he wants to be right now, and he can do whatever he wants, and that's what it is. So, from our perspective, bleak vul looks bleak vul. Vul looks like only one thing, but from the Abbas perspective, it's not really vul. It's one hamshacha that has in it all the hamshachas. Similar, like you say in Nigla, esek b'mitzvah potem in mitzvah, because every mitzvah has all the other mitzvahs within. But still, you still need every tzir. So there's an element of everything having everything, even one prat 
Like the Rebbe gives the example. One drop of water reflects the whole sun, just like the whole ocean. On the other hand, on the other hand, the truth is, I don't want to use that. That's a different subject. On the other hand, it's really just a prat of a whole big picture. And when you look, focus on that, it's really, in a sense, it's really bleakful in a tzir of group. So don't look at it so much as um, as a limit as much as it is structure. And whether that answers your question or not. No, because then comes the other way around. The Ebershter also wants that we should be able to find the Elokus Shebegvul. And that's the Oyer. Is so Megalim or the Elokus? Huh? In your muscle of the arts, you want to find the what? First of all, you want to find the Kabbana Pnimis in every detail of the art. And that's the Oyer. Because the Oyer is Megal, the Elokus Shebechachma Shebebina. That's number one. And number two, the air will lead you back to the Blikvul more than the Keli will, in a, in a Gilidic way. Even though the Keli has in it the Kayach Atzmi, like he says here from the Neshimu, but in a Gilidic way, air, because air is always Me'en HaMoyer, so it's going to also be Me'en the Blikvul of the Moyer. That's where it ultimately comes. It needs more explanation. I'll explain this for you. This is not, the, trust me, this is the theme of all I am based, especially in the first, uh, so we'll have plenty to talk about in this matter. So the air is basically the window to get to the leaves. So the the, the, let's put it this way. The keli, like the yesh, is the window to get to the etzem, but not in a gilidik way. And air is the gili shabazah. They both need each other. Because at the end of the day, the air, it's like the neshama and the guf, which is higher. The neshama is the, is the megala. But the guf is the kavonas ha'atzmus, is the guf. Yesh anivri, yesh amiti. You ever learn the Maimon? Look at the Maimon. It's not Maimon. It's Sikha Vayakel Nechelik Tazayin. Vayakel Sikha. The Rebbe speaks about very in the Sima of Mesech Tachigiga. He speaks them in Teira Mitzvahs like this. And on one hand, Teira is Teira. Yeah, there's two parts. There's t- Truma is the Nigla and Vayakel is the Chesidus. Look at Vayakel Chelik Tazayin. There's big Ha'odas there that talk about how the Eir and Keli, or the Eir and Yesh, work with each other. So we'll stop here. So we did Mimer 3 in Ayin Beis. Huh? I just realized that. Okay, so be it. That's Kavona and instruction, so to speak. Huh?